Oh, welcome back, boys, to Mick's big desk at the top <laughs> end of town in our, uh, our world. Uh, straight into it again. Uh, what do we want to see, boys? We want to see the uh, Sydney Swans and how good they're going at the moment. Uh, I suppose if we look at the buy, over the buy period, uh, over the three weeks, the Sydney Swans are actually second for form in the AFL. So yeah, they're going the, pretty good. Yeah, look, the, the form, I think breaking it down this year is probably more prevalent than ever, isn't it? Because it's... It, We've already seen the twists and turns, but you look at the, the ladder. I mean, Adelaide, fantastic, 185%. I mean, percentage is going to be huge, mm. um, isn't it? So it's fascinating when you break it down because if you looked at St Kilda right down the bottom now, their first sort of month to five weeks was, was really, really good. Carlton, you know, two wins. And we're sinking the boots into Western Bulldogs at the moment. They're one and the percentage is 75. 75 so yeah. that just shows you where their form's at. So and Melbourne, the most intriguing side there, I think. One, in the way they play. Yep. And two, with the form ladder, which we'll look at again uh, over the next three to four weeks with these six-day breaks that they're right yeah, in, the, yeah. in the midst of. And I love yep. the way their, their coach, Simon Goodwin, and congratulations to him as well, inducted all into the Hall of Fame last yeah. night, which was a, a great achievement. But it's all about being positive in this period of time. Not, yep. It's not going to be a drag. It's not going to be hard. No, we embrace it mm. and we just do our job and do it well. Yeah. Well, he's been handed a pretty big baton, let's be honest. So um, he's, uh, he's got it all ahead of him, good yeah. he? So let's talk about Sydney first. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, they are... But, yeah, mentioned. I mean, they yeah. are the form team. And I guess 0-6, you know, they're playing the Bombers, but no-one really saw them as an 0-6 team. I mean, they had so many injuries. Now they're getting players back. The way they're playing their, you know, their contest, they've fixed their contest, they've fixed their tackle numbers. Um, yeah, they've been terrific. I, I think, and, and obviously teams will look at the way other teams play. And, and Essendon would look at the ball use of, of Richmond, I think, in the first in half. In the first half. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really liked it because what you can't afford to do with, with Sydney is bomb the ball in. Yeah. And, and the first half, and Richmond have got a small forward line anyway, so it's probably their, the way they needed to bring the ball. But if you look at you know, early in the game, they were really good, didn't get, didn't, weren't rushed. A lot of these kicks could have easily been dump kicks. Mm. Second half, and we might talk about that later, they did dump kick it a bit. But first half, they lowered their eyes. And you could look, and I hadn't seen a Sydney defence, as in their best defence early in the year was a bit different, but I hadn't seen a Sydney defence mm as disorganised as they were in the first half. They really got troubled by the smalls, and we know that Essendon have got some really quick smalls as well. And um, their ability to use the ball, the Tigers, in the first half was good. Yeah, through the middle of the ground. So the pressure, if Sydney's pressure isn't on, where Richmond were terrific at using the ball, those first two examples, they had almost 18 players inside 50. So yeah. to, to find They were targets... launching from 70 metres out. Yeah. In the second half, where they were trying to launch to get into their mm. forward line, the Tigers was from way outside, but Sydney, when they fixed up around the ball, yeah, in the yeah. middle of the ground, yeah. they were under so much stress bringing Sydney's it Sydney's had the practice, opposition. though, now about what they're going to get from, from Essendon, and that's what, that's what you're talking about. So the second half that they got right, the Swans, that's what they'll then... Their mindset will be totally around that yeah. in, in trying to restrict Essendon early because Essendon, confidence-based team as well in terms... When they're going early, that they're very difficult to stop. If you can put the brakes on them early, then you can start to control the, the way they play, which helps you, of course. I think the other thing with Essendon is... I mean... They've had some great patches of play, which if they play their best, it'll trouble Sydney because they are a kicking team. They are, and it's and it's hard. Sydney rely on trying to zone off a forward. It's hard to pick a forward that you can sort of zone off mm. in the Essendon forward line. You know, maybe a, a Stewart because he's a young kid. 
But you, you know, if you if you zone off Carl Hook, he, he gets generally gets the right spots. Joe Danner, who's having a fantastic season, Fantasia, Tip and Woody and Green have been really good at mm. getting back inside the forward line and creating a little bit of havoc. So it's going to be quite fascinating, you know, who maybe a Rampy tries to zone off. Cal Mills is the one probably now because Rampy and Grundy generally go, they're going to have to go to the keys. That's right. So Mills is the one that's the one that they, they want to try and release a little bit. Um, it'll be interesting to see who he, he tries to to zone off a bit. And one thing about their forward line, Essendon, the way they layer their forward line, they don't traditionally just have, right, I'm going to have the two talls back. They they love to spread it out. So we know Hooker was on fire uh, in that game against Port Adelaide deep. But sometimes you'll find him up the ground and then you might even find three small forwards there. So that's going to trouble Sydney if their playmakers like Mills have yep. to go back. And then, uh, obviously, when it goes in, they're extremely good at pressuring and holding it in for time and The other half. thing that was extraordinary in the last... Uh, Essendon game, when they took on Port Adelaide, they scored 117 points yeah, from Port's turnover. Yeah. I mean, they punished them there. Yeah. I, I don't think Sydney are going to... Well, nah. Sydney sort of can hack it forward, but they expect the scrap up at the other end. They're mm. pretty well represented wherever they booted well, up Sid to. Sydney can defend multiple inside 50s, because yeah. generally they... they they, they absorb it, don't they? They don't have a seventh defender, but they're very good at picking a, a forward to sit off. So they can absorb... I don't think they're going to score anywhere near that. Oh, I'm a good thing from Sydney's point of view, I thought, last week. I mean, Joey Kennedy's last quarter was fantastic. But first three, it was probably the younger kids that really kept him in the game, this one. Nick Newman had a, a fantastic game. Um, yeah, that young Will Hayward's a, a really good a young player. He's had a very yeah. good season. So the really good signs. I mean, probably some of the couple of guys that mightn't have got a look in when they were 0-6 and, and had a lot of injuries are starting to, to bear some... Zach Jones I'll probably miss. Cause yeah, he's that's got a the, huge loss. Yeah, it's a big loss, isn't it? Because he's got that point of difference. You know, Kennedy's tough around the ball, Hanabry's tough around the ball, but Zach's got a bit of zip. He can get, yeah, out, of, he can right. get out of clearances. And that gives the young kids confidence. 0-6 start. Do we change how we go about it? And John Longmire said, we're not changing our mm. method. We know what works. So they know what they've got to go in with, and that's where the young players can adapt their game. But they've been terrific the last month, the Sydney Swans, but uh, I think it's been the middle of the ground, between the arcs, yeah. their work through there. Yeah, so the pressure. Mid- the pressure has been unbelievable through yeah. there. So, Rosie, it, it seems like every game we call, talk about, you've coached them. Let's talk about Melbourne taking on West Coast as well. That, uh, an intriguing game, this one. You, will Kennedy make it out on the yeah. pitch? Won't he? Uh, they'll lose Nathan Jones. The real intrigue for me is, I think Pedersen's been a real bonus for them. Yeah, huge. Mm. So how much do you push Max Gorn straight into the middle and yeah. do you let him take the, the lion's share of rucking? It's interesting because McDonald, Pedersen and Watts, Watts has probably rucked less this year than the end of last year. It's been McDonald who's mm. typically been the centre-half back, so that's going to be the fascinating thing because Gorn, I'm pretty sure Goody said that Gorn will come back in. He said so, that pre-game in the interview yeah, we did so with him on the weekend. Yeah, it looks like Max will. was best on ground again. Yeah. On, <laughs> well, Max, yeah, Max has been best on ground <laughs> the last month at training. <laughs> so, um, so let me think, does McDonald go back? Oscar McDonald's probably played his best two weeks of footy, so he's yeah. really starting to develop. Frost, I think, has been fantastic. Um, maybe if Kennedy comes back in for West Coast, there, there may be a match-up for, for three mm. talls. But I think it's a fascinating dilemma for them. Um, or do they go with Gorn and, and play three talls, McDonald, Pedersen and Watts as the forward with Pedersen or Tommy McDonald? I noticed a couple in. of weeks ago they had to th- when they... 
Pedersen off the ball. They actually didn't throw him too deep. No. They left him at half forward because they were lacking for a bit of uh, a competition uh, marking style player at half forward. So I don't I think, think they did that against Collingwood, Durham. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah. That's right. I don't think they're that against no. Pedersen playing as a key forward. As could, well. they leave, could they leave Pedersen out of the team? Is that, is that an option? Wow. I think it's, no, I don't think it should yeah. be, but it's just yeah. a question. I think as against the West Coast backline, yep. you're definitely going to play him yep. because you've got to stretch him. We know McGovern likes to come off. That's why I'd play McDonald forward yep. because Tom might become the man. So McGovern might want to drop off a Watts or a Pedersen, but I think you've got to stretch him a little bit up there. And I, I think watching Melbourne, what Melbourne forwards did fantastically well last week against the Bulldogs is get back inside forward 50. We know all the forwards now in most teams come up the ground to defend, mm. block the corridor, but I thought Melbourne forwards, if we can see some vision here, Melbourne forwards are, are fantastic and there was a number of times where in the Melbourne forward line, they were actually outnumbering the Bulldogs defenders, which is unheard of. You look at the numbers there, ground balls. This is a really good one here. Melcham marks it, swings and goes. Have a look at Jack Watts pushing really hard to get back in. Jeffy Gartlett's pushed back it. They're actually outnumbering the Bulldogs in the goal square, which is unheard of, John, for the Bulldogs, who are very... The way they structure And up. as you yeah. said, West Coast are going to sit back. Yep. So you can actually get in behind them. And I, I thought the work rate of the Melbourne forward lines doing was fantastic. Uh, they've identified the... the I suppose the weak point of the Bulldogs at the moment yep. is that. Look, uh, earlier in the year, I remember Brisbane got 36 points up on the, on, over the top. On, the, on the dogs. Yep. Yeah. Half of the goals were by doing that. Eric Getting Hipple back. kicked three in a row in the first quarter by good structure forward, holding a bit of structure forward, knowing that you can, if you've got speed, you can zip around the back yeah. and, and but get you have easy to get, goal. Yeah, you have to get back in against West yeah. Coast, yeah. you know, because you can't let McGovern or Yo or whoever sit back. So And at Subiaco, it's the hardest place to hold forward structure. Yeah. Because of the length, every interstate side that goes there, they push right up and then they can't transition. And that's where you've got to hold. That's why Kennedy kicks so many goals yeah. at, at Subiaco, because he holds no more than 70 out. So on transition, he's first back. And that's what the opposition need to try and do against the Eagles there. Is but Jack Watts clearly the best, well, not best, but uh, top five working forwards in the league? Have you seen the ground he can He's worked great, right? phenomenal. Has he always had that? Uh, it's something he's had to work on. And, yeah. and I think now that, now that Melbourne are controlling the ball more, I mean, it is hard if you're forward and you're, you're up the ground, you're thinking, hang on, if I run forward and we turn it um, over, yeah, you know, now the better the team gets with their ball movement. Yeah, yeah the goal against Collingwood, he ran from just about lateral to um, that contest with yeah, him that's ran, right. ran forward. That mark he took there. I think from West Coast's point of view, Derm, though, it's fascinating. You know, the, when we see a team going through a bad patch of form, generally when they win, it's pressure. They yep. get back to around the contest. And they've been really middle of the road in their contested ball, middle of the road in their tackles. But on the weekend against uh, last week, well, they long lost time it ago for now. so yeah. long. Yeah, they, they did. And they I were still winning games. Yeah. There was can a, they do it again? Because Melbourne are the best pressure team, Derm. So mm. can the Eagles bring this sort of intensity? Love this. With, if they're Crips. on the road, and I know it shouldn't matter what grass you're running over the top yeah. of. But if they're on the road, you'd say, no, they won't. No. But at home, they're a chance. They're a chance well, well, to that, bring that heat again. That's the blueprint, I reckon, Simo Jono has to show. He has to, you know, what, midfield meeting, forward meeting, mm. yeah, defensive meeting. Guys, if we want to compete against Melbourne, we need to bring pressure because they're going to bring the pressure. And if we can do that, it's a great starting point. It's bringing pressure 
and getting a backflip from uh, Jack Darling on the boundary yeah, line yeah. when he gets whenever he does a backflip <laughs> or a back push up, yeah. he's on. And West Coast are normally on with it. But I I loved his game. In all honesty, yeah. Jack Darling, he took the responsibility of no Kennedy and worked extremely hard and got reward for his effort. And the best part about a buy is sometimes you want to flick players around. Elliot Yo. So off half back, yep. you know, supporting McGovern, kicking goals, and then he has the role of attack. Do you Where do we old, put him? Remember the old footy cards down? The utility. The utility. 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 <laughs> There's not many utilities <laughs> left in footy. Yeah, I, I, I utility. used to get Phil Manassa. He was a utility. utility. He was a utility but card. <laughs> It's the utility cost him all Australia. Oh, where, well, do you, where do you put him, the utility? Put him on the bench. He's going to have to get a bench spot. No, he's yeah. in. He's hey. in. Back no, he's flank. in. Back but flank. Well, utility, well, maybe you were a back flanker and occasionally you went on the ball. Yeah. That was yeah. what utility was. I yeah. suppose Pav was all Australian in every position every on the, position, on the yeah. ground, wasn't he? But well, let's have a look at these all Australians now. We'll move on to this and... Uh, now, I've gone through this and I have got all of our... We have only got three players that we have all agreed on should be in our All-Australian forward line. Toby Green, Jeremy Cameron and Lance Franklin. Thereafter, uh, we dropped down to Eddie Betts, got three votes from us as well. So, the forward line, it's funny enough because I don't think we had any other area where three of us agreed on all players. Yeah, and I reckon, and I can't speak for you, guys, but I think... At the moment, your, your sort of starting point with your forwards is goals, isn't it? I mean, really, because of, often, I reckon... Well, the easiest one to pencil in is your key forward. Yeah, your I key forward. I think Franklin's kicked goals. goals. Josh truth. Kennedy, and I agree with John. I think you didn't have him in. I didn't put Kennedy in. But I agree, if, no, he, no. if he spends an extended period of time uh, out of the game, I've got him in at this stage, but if he spends an extended period, he, he might miss out at the yeah. end of the year, depending on... Well, it comes down but to I've got him in based on goals, and Jeremy Cameron based on goals. Um, I, I agree with you, John, on Jeff Garlett. I think, he, having seen a lot of Melbourne as well, um, his pressure, um, he's kicking goals, he's putting forward pressure on, so he's probably the other one, and you were Robbie Gray. Robbie and, Gray, and 27 Danaher. score assists, like, clearly ahead of anyone else. Next best, 23, but Danaher... 34-18, but let this stat, from round six, at halftime he had 0-6. Yep. He's kicked 21-2 since. Like he's been it's on fire, he's enjoying his footy, he's jumping at everything, he's marking everything. He's definitely all Australian. There's another line. name that Jono and I put in. Dane, or was that, I was Dwayne. calling Dwayne. Dwayne. <laughs> Don't you love an autocorrect? <laughs> yeah. yes. I sent it through twice. Oh, I better correct that. It went Dwayne again. <laughs> but he is having yeah, he's just, some sort yeah. of well, we, I had him in the midfield, and I think... Did one other have him in the midfield? Uh, might have been Lynchy, was yeah, it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, look, he's having a terrific season. He has to be has to be in the All Australian twenty two. Can I ask you quickly with the All Australian before the break? I had yes. a chat to Chris Fagan about it yep. as well. Brisbane, do you base it? Do we overlook sides that aren't winning games? Absolutely. Like, yeah. why why do we do that? We shouldn't. We shouldn't. Yes, yeah, the simple be, reason. Yeah. Like Stefan Martin's in contention for mm. the ruck, and you have got mm. Dane Zorko. Yep. Like. I just find it fascinating. If they're not winning games of yeah. footy, why aren't they considered... You know? And I think the other thing is interesting. Um, it's how you, a lot of midfielders get pushed to half-backs, um, half-forwards. Half yeah. should, should you just say, right, here are the best... These are the best six midfielders. doesn't matter whether the seventh best player in the competition is not in the All-Australian team. I'm with you. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Should be that way. Should be that way, shouldn't it? Oh, yep. yeah. Oh, you're a hard You can man. put them on the bench. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tough, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It should be that way. Yeah. 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 John, I missed out on three. Well done, boys. Uh, we're going to go to a break. After the break, we'll talk about the Cats and the Dockers.
Welcome back, boys. Have you got that sorted out yet? Yeah, no. I just, no, I just paused just it on you. I just like <laughs> to look at you. Turned it to black. Oh, oh, no, there you go. Uh, the catch take on Fremantle. Sandilands probably will come back. Hawkins is back in after the suspension. Selwood, Scott Selwood is yeah, a test been, with that hammy he, uh, he strained last out, time wouldn't out. He be if he's been really good in that midfield, hasn't he, with his tackles? Yep. And, yeah. And, you know, really. They took on a whole new look yeah, when they, they put did. him yeah, in. Yeah. And uh, you sort of feel like he's been there a while, but... Mm. He, He's only been in for like a month of footy, right. really, yeah. yeah. And Blitzarves, let's hope he can get over his soreness that he contracted during the bye. Yeah, so <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> We've got what? to give it to blokes who pull out with soreness. Yeah. Don't worry, they're watching, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello, say, Mark. <laughs> they, they say they don't. Oh, we, we don't watch anything outside the four walls. They watch. Uh, what are we going to talk about here? The the Cats and Freeman. Last time uh, they changed their personnel a little bit around. Blakely, who has been very good for them going into the midfield for the Dockers, he started half forward last time. And your mate Rossi started to give some of those younger players a bit more delegation in there. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting because a lot of the matchups were sort of Fife Mundy versus Selwood Dangerfield, which is not bad because if, if you're playing well. Mm. I'll be interested to see on the back of... I mean, Dockers' pressure's been really down. I mean, they're, they're minus seven for tackles. They're 17th. They're minus seven for contested ball. Yeah, they're, they're pressured. And we can see you against the Lions. This is probably the, the most disappointing thing that Ross would have had to address over the couple of weeks. You know, this is almost like a training drill. You yeah. know, it's almost like, yeah, guys, just put some, you know, inferred pressure on. You can see Louis Taylor just running past. So this is a real disappointment for uh, for the coach and obviously the players. So from that point of view, Derm, I wonder whether they're going to start with a Blakely versus Selwood, you know, or Blakely versus... So to mm. sort of set the set the scene and say, right, uh, West Coast did it. You know, West Coast, Hutchins, Selwood, yep, went to Selwood. Yo, Yo, Dangerfield. Because they were really, as we touched before, mm. they were low on pressure, low on tackles, low on contested balls. So they so went on the hunt. They went on the hunt, and I wonder whether, whether Ross will do the same. I reckon Blakely does go to Selwood because yep. Blakely's... The old tagger, in a way, he's working off and hitting the scoreboard as well. So I think you've got to do that. You can't just do the negating no. role. And that's where Yo had the best uh, effect in that game. Uh, the other one, which might be half a curl, is Lockie Neal to Selwood. Yeah. You know, the inside ball. Like, yeah, it's hard to tag right. him in yeah. like that. So just go with him on that. Yep. And then Lockie Neal's getting it on the outside. The challenge so. will be, yeah, from the outside, the, the Hill brothers, I think, running up and down Simmons Stadium mm. there, skinny ground. Yeah, they, yeah. That's why they need the inside ball to allow that outside run and speed. And yep. uh, can Geelong match match that and, and own the wings there at Simmons? Yeah. And I don't mind a like-for-like like on Selwood. Mm. Like Jack Viney we did a couple of times because you're not asking him to change his, his, his game. You know, if you're saying a Lockie Neal, little bull, he's a big, yep. you know, strong, you know, loves to go in, you end up sort of saying, well, you just play your natural way as opposed to maybe a Blakely, Blakely goes to... Dangerfield or something like yeah. that. So there's there's another way you can yeah. you can do it. If it goes remarkably right for them, I, I get the feel that Ross likes to play uh, um, Neil forward yeah. into the forward line because he's a good. He's, he sniffs out the footy mm. wherever he goes. Mm. He can find it and he'll get you a few shots away at it. So, but I reckon. The pressure that they haven't been able to give recently means that they have to give him first crack at it in the middle to try and build that again. Well, you have to build inside out. And I think we, mm. we saw that with West Coast. You know, the, last weekend they you know really good contested ball numbers, really good tackle numbers against Geelong. Mm. If, if you don't win inside, Dangerfield's going to be 20 years 
metres forward of the stoppage, kicking at the Hawkins or kicking a goal. Mm. Selwood's going to set you up from a centre bounce with time and space. So you have to try and control that area if you're, if you're Ross Lyon. The and Dockers. I still like the fact that he can put uh, Walters through the midfield yeah. uh, because that just adds a little bit of unpredictability because Geelong are so sound with their structure and Selwood's been on fire. Danger... Uh, danger, I keep saying danger wood from my yeah, um, from your danger field, but that ability, Fremantle, oh, they got that up their sleeve. So what um, he does too, when he gets the ball and he swings, he does that semicircle mm. arc out of the middle. He pierces the ball fairly yeah. flat and it gets there quick. You know, he's not one of these bikes. You know, some midfielders, boom, they give it a bit of space stuff and it comes down slow and everybody gathers under it, he can get the ball travelling through the air pretty quick. And it's almost like a slide with Mundy. So yeah. Mundy's in the midfield Walters. They call the change. Yeah, they're, they're but, a, but if Sandlands does play, yeah. it changes, changes, changes everything. Yeah. Zach Smith's actually been in really yeah, good form yeah. and ruck form, but also you've got Sandlands standing on the other side of the circle. It, it changes everything. It may change the dynamic of the way that Geelong even set up yeah, with what definitely. they do, because Generally, you're not going to win the tap. Just on the Sandilands one, we've seen Ruckman try and go up against him and he's dominant. And then we've seen Shark. On the weekend, we saw Stefan Martin didn't jump didn't against Paddy go. Ryder. Yeah. He just said, mm. right, I'm going to become the fifth midfielder on the ground. Yep. You tap it, there's an extra man on the ground. It was an unbelievable yeah. tactic and they won the he, clearances. He only jumped about one every three, yeah. maybe four. He just stood flat-footed, waited for him and to go it for it. It was a great little tactic. So I think yeah. they might apply that a little bit to, to Sandy because... As soon as it hits the ground, they've they got the advantage yeah. because of their inside ball. Collingwood take on Port Adelaide as well. Pollock is a long shot to play. He's got the... Uh, he hurt his hammy, went down, clutched the right hammy, I think it was, last Go week. Uh, does the Tump come back in? Pittard got dropped. He, Pittard uh, had 23... Uh, kick deficiency at, at 80% at, at uh, Sample level. So a reasonable game, I suppose. Get dropped, that sounds like a reasonable response from, from yep. Pittard. So he may be the one. Varco for the Magpies as well, down for a test. And yeah. Ben Reid as well, fingers crossed for him. Yeah, look, I, I really believe that Wells, Varco and Elliot, they really miss. I think the Pies are really honest, you know, and I know there's a lot of speculation on Bucks and all that stuff, but they're a really honest team. You know, they're, they're, they're really good around the clearance, good around the contested ball. Those three, just the ones that give them a little bit of unpredictability. So Varco comes back in. He was in really good form early in the season. I think his last game he played might have been off half-back, and yeah. he played really good football off half-back. So if they're missing all those three, it just makes it a lot harder yeah. for them for them to win because as honest as they are through the midfield, Elliot up forward, him out puts more pressure on the others. Darcy, Darcy Moore becomes more of a focus, doesn't he? So it'll be interesting to see. I think if they can get Barco back, even one of them, Jono, Oh, that helps. And, and what they do is they're trying to come back. If they've got the ball out wide, they're trying to come back. That's where Daniel Wells was so good yeah. in the last game that he that he did play for the Pies. So Varco may have to fill a little bit of that role so they can start to create some bit more speed with their ball movement through corridor. And we know that Penelope Trelaw love to link up side bottom at times through corridor. If they can see a handball receive corridor, they're first onto it. So yeah. that's why it's important for those type of players with a little bit of speed to, uh, to link up in those areas. We had a chat with uh, Mark Rusher, the great Rue, and we're talking about Travis Boak, and mm. he's saying he's down on confidence a bit, but he started to spend more time in the midfield, not on the inside of the square as much, but started to push up to the wing. He's been pushed out of the mm. centre, I suppose, and because of Pal Peppers come in, mm. Robbie Gray's also Ebert's, spending Ebert's more time. Ebert's, Ebert's been a lot better in that contested yeah. ball sort yeah. of area. But, yeah. but Travis <laughs> Boak is... He's, he's an elite player. 
So uh, down on form at the moment in the middle of the ground. So good move by Kenny because he also put him to half back as well just to find a little bit of the, the nurry, nurry or the onion. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. It's funny, I always feel a, a Boke is a bit, and I think he's a very, very good player, but I always feel of him a bit more of a workhorse. Like he, so do I. Yeah, where you put run him in the a hard spot, lines. Run the, I've seen yeah. games where a coached against him and his first half haven't been great, but through perseverance, through the middle of the ground, back in again, his third quarter, he's had nine, ten possessions. So I'm surprised they're throwing him round, and we're not privy to a lot of the. Mm. because he just seems to be that guy that can work his way in a game through the midfield, get big numbers at important stages of the game. He doesn't seem to be the guy like a Robbie Gray can go forward and Mm. mid and Chad Wingard can go forward and mid. Boke always seems to be the guy that needs to be around the footy all day and just yeah, I get the feeling he's a very classy workhorse. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 but, he, but he, he's and a classy yeah, And we one. say yeah. that with, all, with, yeah. with a great deal of respect. Absolutely. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's not a, a workhorse, in, but he needs the work to become a, a very good player. And the other thing is, we've got to go to a break, sorry, Dickens. No, you're uh, right. Port Adelaide, number one team for holding the ball inside their forward mm. line, they actually target up the forward pocket when they kick. They mm. kick to the pocket, <laughs> so the spill goes over. It's an extraordinary tactic, mm. so... Wonder how we get about that, but uh, next after the break, we talk about those mighty tigers and the all-conquering baggers, <laughs> the blue baggers. <laughs> That's where we work. Just <laughs> if you look back at that, just around the corner, people, and we're in that little window in there. What's well, the boss's big office anyway? Richmond take on Carlton and Loston down to a test. Uh, coach Damien Hardwick said uh, on the couch that bringing him in will free up Dusty to go forward a bit more. Miles, I reckon Miles is one of the most unlucky yeah. footballers in the AFL at the moment because you know. It, his game never varies. Nah. It never drops off. He's got a few minor flaws, but he's always going to get you somewhere between 12 and 16 contested possessions. He's always going to get mid-20s yeah. at least possessions. And you can base a little bit around him, but they've, they've got so many inside well, Pres- mids. Presti now probably is the one keeping him Caddy, you know, out Caddy with the coming in and yeah. Presti coming in, you know. And I think the only... And I'm a big Miles fan, but probably just can't push him to half forward. It's hard to put him out to a wing yeah. half back. He's really a... He's in the middle you, or nowhere. How yeah. do you deal with the Miles then? Because he's had big numbers at VFL the yep. last three weeks and he mightn't get another game yep. this week. But he's in your probably best 25. Is that how you keep him alive? Because yeah. anything could happen. A final spot is probably still available for him in their mindset if someone you know, drastically well, if, if, goes down. If you're going to go deep in to, finals yeah. and, and top four, top eight, it's amazing how important those guys can be. You know, right. If you look at the last three or four years with, with Bulldogs, with Sydney, with Hawthorne, there's always a guy that comes in. Sometimes they play in a grand though. final. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yeah. But, I, the most but that's where you're selling bloke, it. The most famous bloke at Hawthorne during our time was a bloke called Johnny Bingley. Yeah, he played in the '66 Grand Final. He played about three games in two years. And Alan Jeans used to—he's laughing because he knows it. Alan Jeans used to always say, "You never know when your time's going to come, kid. Uh, You could be playing reserves for two years." Johnny Bingley came in for me and did a job and played in a premiership. And anyway, the first time Johnny Bingley, all his old St Kilda players, used to come in and shake hands with us before Grand Finals. 
and there was a cowboy and all those. Yeah, okay, okay. I said, how are you going? The biggest roar was for Johnny Bingley because we met the myth. <laughs> <laughs> we, met Johnny, we met the legend, Johnny Bingley. So he, he might be your Johnny Bingley. He might be. And that, but you do have to keep them engaged. It yeah, is really important. I mean, this, you know, I don't know how the Richmond seconds are going, but... This, I think the seconds are so important. You know, Bulldogs seconds won last year. The VFL team mm. won the premiership. Bulldogs won the premiership. So you've got to keep those guys engaged, which is really important. And I think, Miles, you mentioned 35, 34, 32 in the VFL. He might have a role this week. Yep. Want to bring him in for a Gibbs or a Murphy because their midfield's dominant at the moment. Yeah, right. Reinvent himself. We're talking about Liam Jones going back, reinventing himself as a defender, coming in, having an impact. Miles might have to do that. Well, Bryce Gibbs, I mean, his his oh. game on the weekend was just exceptional. He got him over you the know. line. He got him over the line. And, uh, yeah, his ability to find the ball, his ability to, you know, to, to get out of stoppages as we see him here. I mean, the game, yeah, if, you, if you're in that purple patch, the game's made for you now because very rarely does someone come and shut you down. So when you're, when you're in a zone like Gibbs was, and even fumbly, he fumbles the ball <laughs> and he says, Pierce, there it is, but I'm going to kick a goal. Have a look at it. And Pierce nearly falls over. But it's hard to shut players down because teams are reluctant to, to do that. Mm, so yeah. if you get in a zone like Gibbs was, away you go. But that's the growth of Carlton there. That stoppage there yeah. with their guns at the right time getting the job done was um, uh, Gibbs to Murphy to Cripps, yeah. Kurnow involved, yeah. back to Gibbs, Pierce off, he oh, went straight, th straight through. Yeah. No, but you know what I see? I see... They're, they're oozing confidence. Yeah, they and are. You spoke about Watts. Oh, do I run that way yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. get turned over? They know they've got support everywhere. Yep. They're defensively really sound, but mm. Murphy, Cripps, Cruisers just yeah, yeah, playing really playing well. unbelievable footy. They've got yep. real confidence. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the Carlton defence versus the Richmond yeah. forward line. Because, and then there's a lot of, going to be a lot of responsibility on Jack Rewald to bring the ball to ground because Carlton defence is so well organised and they're very hard to get over the back. You can see it here. You're not going to get over the back. And if you look at the, keep looking to the back of the screen, there's always a Carlton player behind the contest. There's three there, 3v1. Now, in the end, the guy in the goal square doesn't get used, but generally there's, there's Simpson coming in. There's Daisy Thomas as the goalkeeper. So you're not going to get easy goals against Carlton. So you need to understand that. Having said that, what Richmond did fantastically well in the in the first half term last week is Jack Rewell was great at just getting the ball to ground and then all of a sudden Came Bolton, out. Was, yeah. There. Bolton yeah. was there. That's why the pressure from Castagna yep. and Butler and yep. Butler, yeah, those, Butler playing at the moment. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, they, they can't get caught no, up. They can't. Really. Really. No. They've got yeah. to get Rioli. Yeah, is, yeah. yeah, yeah. is the one. Like those guys which we've seen for most of the year, they're the yep. ones that just need to really get that pressure we would, uh, in that full end. We watched that game on the on the tube while well, we weren't there, clearly. Um, the thing that was disappointing for Richmond and the rectifiable is the way you talked about the way they chipped it up short early, yep. which is great, yep. but then they get more yeah, pressure on them. Yeah, that's right. And when this is the last quarter, yep. they just didn't use the hard-running midfielder yep. who escorted the ball carrier. So what we have here is... Use him. You've got to use him. And yeah. tries to pick the impossible lead-up, because that's what worked in the first half. But if you actually carry that a bit further, you can hit that kick better. Same thing again. The Richmond player comes yep. out to support, gets drawn in the Swans, and he's just over the top, and he yep. doesn't use him. No, so just, isn't. you've got to use that player. And you can even hit Rioli there. He well, had Rioli, for if he gives the one over the top, it's Rioli and it's 2v1, Richmond's favour, running forward. Yeah. So they score. They use they utilise those two players, 
they win, they win the that game. And those two captions, mm. they win. And that vision you showed them is right. They had multiple chances to score. But yeah. when you get tired, you're a young team, you know, and that's why game plan, rehearsal, just that repetition. You know, Sydney have been there, done that for many, many years. Richmond are still in the situation where they're still evolving, they're still learning. You know, and I know we, we probably say it a few times on this show, you know, keep faith if you're the Richmond supporters. Because yeah. as Dimmer said... They're in every single game. They're probably not going to win games by 10 goals, but they're certainly not losing games mm. by 10 goals. A little bit more sp- smarts, a little bit more composure. They're scoring shots, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Now, that'll yeah. happen. That'll happen eventually. And that composure you mentioned, the first month of footy we showed vision of Rioli going that way. Yep. Could have kept going, but he came inside because that's predictability of themselves. But as you said, they got lazy and tired in that uh, second half, late in the last quarter, which cost them. One of the things... It was almost it was gut wrenching, wasn't it? To watch Barlow's leg yeah, break right. on yeah, the yeah. We actually thought I thought I thought the Suns were gonna knock over mm. Carlton. They came home really hard in the third quarter. They're taking on St Kilda this weekend down in Melbourne. But Barlow, when he went down, that was just gut wrenching to see that happen a second time from Harbrow yeah. should come back. Naughty boy Harbrow. <laughs> I don't think he should have gone there. Paddy McCartney's down for a test on his shoulder as well. And the Saints they're Bold ball movement. Who was it? You called for it last week, wasn't it? Was it you? The bold movement. Yeah, we've, yeah, all, we've all been over it the last few yeah. weeks yeah. because of, we've, we've had them on Friday yeah. nights and yeah. we've been able to, to look at a few different things with trying to get them to come back inside the corridor. And this was the change-up last week, Digo, because Bruce, in the in the previous losses they've had, especially against uh, Adelaide, they looked straight outside towards the boundary. Yep. It was slow and allowed Adelaide to set up. So... To call for the bold and the beautiful, because it go bold inside, and geez, it looks beautiful when it uh, when it comes off, and it did a number of a number of times. This, this is this a brave one, kick, and you have the, to hit it though. This is the preseason kick when Rewalt actually yeah, hit yeah, Robert, yeah, yeah, and they right. went back to it because yep. he waits, he's patient, and he hits Gilbert, who has got a meter on his opponent, yep. but it's a confident, direct kick. God, it's a good that, kick. That plenty comes from it, and a really deep, confident inside forward. And I reckon kick. on that, John, you can see on the left hand side with all those St Kilda guys. Mm spreading towards the boundary. Now, they have to spread because they create the space. But the last three or four weeks, they've been getting the kick. They're the Mm. ones that have actually... They're not really there to receive that kick. They're they're there to drag drag the the North Melbourne blokes out just so you can um, go up the corridor. Liam Jones we talked about last week, and one of the things we we said, we didn't... I think we didn't think we'd we'd play on Lynch. Certainly, I didn't think he would because I thought Lynch was going to be way too mobile for him and just run him to death. I was surprised that Lynch didn't move hardly at all. And, and really, if you look at some of this vision here, it, it, it almost looked like intentional. There's so much space around him there, Derm. Almost like the intentional that Lynch thought, well, I can get him in a one-on-one contest. Because a lot of times he was just pointing and standing and 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 backing himself one-on-one. Another yeah. one here. Yeah, he did so well, didn't he, to, to oh. beat him. He kept him to one mark as well, which was a fantastic mark. But he took the points on the night. He's... Uh, He's the new Gary Perth. Well, it's, it's, well, but it's going to get to the point, and, that, and that's where this your point on Lynch is important, because Rocket would have been saying to Lynch, look, you've got to move on Liam yeah. Jones, try yeah, and blow yeah. him up, get him up the ground a little bit, come back on him. He's holding his structures well, Jones. Yeah. You're nearly going to have to play your role that you were excelled in as in the decoy-type forward yeah. on... Uh, I, 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 I want like back, back no, 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 I want like them. six common medals. Yeah, 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 Come on. Yes. So, but it's, in all seriousness, and you're going to have to start looking yeah. at other targets because Jones Sacrificing at the moment... Sacrificing game, it's called Jones. It is, Sacrifice. mate. Empty yeah. the space. Yeah. Come back yeah, for a crumble when you've got blokes at Clank everything at Starvation Corner. But Tom Lynch there... 
Surely there must be a trigger in his head to say, Liam Jones is starting off me. I'm not even going to have a one-on-one -on -one here. He's going to have a run and jump at it. So to, to have the old cement boots, I'm sure Rocket would have given him uh, But he's going to get looks for. now at, obviously, uh, Bruce... Brown, memory, yeah. you know, these, these sort oh, of yeah. guys, guys as well. That, um, and I, I, more of a challenge for Jonesy once again. I think it's a challenge now because yeah. after two or three games, as we all know, you've got so many coaches now. I think the next instruction to um, Jones's opponent is, I don't want to see a stationary. Mm. You know, you need to run. I don't even care if you come up the stoppages. Bring him up if he comes up with you. If he's dropping back, then you're going to have to push back really hard. Mm. But you have to be mobile against him because we know his weakness is his endurance. You can't let him just stand there and because he's obviously got good speed, good power. You power, talked about yeah, him. Phenomenal. And he can jump and spoil. Massive occasion as well. One of the greatest players of all time. There's a stat we might go into in a second, but <laughs> Gary Ablett Second, Jr. second greatest player of all time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Ablett uh, Jr. plays his 300th wow. game. An extraordinary player. Well, you just got to open the week up for him. Mm. I love watching Gary Ablett play. I'm sure he, as soon as he retires, his next step will be straight into legend status. What he's done in the game of footy that's, is that's amazing. extraordinary. Yeah. And, no, and you can say he's got yeah. ability and everything, but to do that for such a long period of time, I'm laughing because that's almost impossible. Well, five times voted by his peers is yeah. yeah, the best player in the competition. Mm. That's huge. Only eight all Australians. Most people could add in their, all their training sessions and still couldn't get up to 7,500 disposals. <laughs> yes. yeah, I mean, you have to start at under nines to yeah, get right. 7,000 I haven't, I haven't touched a footy that many times in my life. But I love the ability at Gold Coast when he hadn't had the pre-season and Rocket said, well, we're going to push him forward. And he kicks five or six. Yeah. Like, to have an impact all over the ground like he can. He has been phenomenal. He's been phenomenal. He? I've loved watching him play. And I always used to say, Kevin Shifter Sheen, he looks at all the young kids coming through and standing with Jason Dunstall one night, we're comparing big forwards. He said, Lockett, Dunstall, who would you... He said, I'd use me free tickets to watch Dunstall and I'd pay to see Lockett. Yes. I'd pay any amount of money to go watch Gary Ablett play. He's the he's best been, player I've seen. Mm, yep. He's the best, and I've said that to my boys. He's the best player that I've seen play mm. because he turns a, a 30 70 ball into a win. You know, and that's, I mean, we talk about 50 50 doom mm. contest ball. 30 70, yeah, 28 even, if, if you want to say. He turns mm. an unwinnable contest consistently into a win. That is mm. massive for, mm. for a team. Okay, let me try and get this out. Since he's been playing, the top 150 possession getters... Did you understand that? Keep, yeah, keep going. I'm trying to go okay. with it. <laughs> the top 150 possession getters since 2000, who is the only other midfielder who's got a better goal average per game? Of the top, the 150, top 150 midfielders. Just make out, you're really you intrigued. You already know the I answer. I saw the head wobble out the corner <laughs> of my eye. <laughs> and I didn't come up with that stat on myself either. Imagine if I had to play more midfield time, though. So really. maybe I'd need Seriously. to elevate him or, or been drop him the second best player I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The second so. best player I've ever I think seen. so. Yeah, and that okay. could be third because Nathan Brown from Sportsbet <laughs> might just jump. He's got designs well, on jumping both you and... He kicked a few goals too. He kicked a few. John, it was as good as they come by. Twenty-four up. We've been running, and uh, as you boys you pointed out before, Nick <laughs> pointed out, it's, uh, we are getting a bit, bit, bit ringed. But uh, how about this punt up? Now um, he had hundred k on the bombers a couple of weeks ago against Port, paid out in the eleven minute mark. Then twenty k on the pies, Queen's birthday. They lost, but he got paid out because they went twenty-four up. Hundred k on West Coast, he got paid out in the second quarter. Hundred k on St Kilda in the fourth quarter, and then hundred k on Sydney. So he's on a very, wow. very good run. How is Kerry? The Richmond. 
Richmond game, <laughs> we paid out 1.25 when Richmond got 24 points up, and then Sydney come back and win. So it was a big, big hole that day, Dermot. Uh, one that we're trying to get back through these uh, integrations. Year, hasn't it? it has. It has yeah. big swings in games. That's mm. why we come up with it, and that's why you bet with sports bet because analysts, you get your money. What What do your analysts say about that? About not not. Handing out the money, they're yep. going to do that if they lose. But why do they think there's been so we've many? We've got schools? analysts, and then we've got the promotions yeah. team. So they work independently, with mm. then sort of yeah. together. And obviously, like any organisation, you have your to and fro's, and some don't agree. But uh, certainly, it's uh, it's going okay at the moment. The punters love it, and that's why you bet with sports. Yeah. But right. now, Carlton Richmond, uh, Dusty had 33 and kicked four goals last time. The line. Punters on Carlton at the moment, the line. So the line's at 13 and a half. They think that Carlton can get within that double of bets on Carlton at the moment in this game. West Coast Melbourne, all the early money's been on the Ds, and that's at the line as well. Wow. So the line's come from mm. 16 and a half. And for those who don't understand the line, the line, you give Melbourne a 16 and a half point head start. So West Coast can win, but uh, Melbourne need to be within 16 and a half points of that. Um, but I reckon the smart money will become on West Coast pre-game because injuries to Melbourne at home, I reckon the late money and the big money will come for West Coast. Can I ask you, of all the clubs... When a team is rightly so outsiders, which is the most loyal punting group? Who punts most on their the team? The, the Tigers. Tigers. Yeah, they, they, they love it. They, they, the Tiger supporters, <laughs> rain, hail or shine, they might uh, dump the chicken manure in the uh, car park, but they'll turn up and they'll spend first the money. First to microwave their card <laughs> and first to pay for the... And the last punch. game, yeah. Sydney Essendon. Now, uh, pretty even but, uh, betting money game. Had a bit of money for the Bombers, but we've got a special on Carl Hooker. It's called the payback because he was obviously in that famous gallivant down the wing where Buddy kicked the goal. So yep. he's now playing forward, so it's to turn the tables. If Hooker kicks more goals than Franklin, we're going to give you four bucks. Oh, so four goals on Hooker. Sydney two thirty for the finals, eighteen dollars for the flag. Had some money on that. Gamble responsibly. Yep. Sydney Melbourne next week. I've got something yep. special for you coming. Oh, yeah, a bit of Paul Rudd. Can't wait, Brownie. Nice. Thank you very much. You're a star, mate. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, and remember, after seven thirty, at seven thirty, after we finished, it's Jared and Robbo. They're up next at seven thirty, three sixty. Thursday night footy is back up and running again tomorrow night. Sarah Jones is the host. Yes, Bung will be there. Yeah, we see you, Bungy. There you go, Bradley. John Johnson will be there as well. Are you on tomorrow night? No, I'm not. You're not? He's no. not there. No, Bung <laughs> will be there. It's the Crows and the Hawks. Good on you, Jonesy. Taking us through all the facts and figures and we'll work out why they win, why they lose. That's tomorrow night. Thursday Who's he'll night be there? Footy. I'll be there. You there? Be there tomorrow Good night. Good man. All right. You'll be watching Adelaide, Adelaide take on the Hawks. Teams are out. Where's our teams? You got them there? Yeah, a few in for uh, good ins for Hawks. Uh, Hodgie, uh, Birchall, really, really big ins. Bruce and Sean Makers do him. You've been talking about a little mm. bit behind the scenes. Uh, you see him as a potentially a reasonably important player. I do. He's the right size, right shape, and he's now 26, I think he is. You can't tell me, if his body is held together, you can't tell me he's not a better player now than he was at 20 when they were asking him seven, eight, mm. nine kilos lighter to mm. play on Hawkins and Podsy Adley. Yeah. You can't tell me he's not a better player now. Yep. So yeah, they'll, they'll though, need some big back. He played some good footy as a forward. Was that in his the that premiership? In the premiership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It looked like he was starting to find his way. Yep. And since they've got younger, Derm, he, he hasn't been played. So it's, it's, yeah, I think good it's good to see because I'm a bit like you. I, I was worried about him early days when he was at 18 to 21. But then he seemed to be 
you seemed to look like he was going to become an AFL player. So 792 games experience back in with those yeah, four yeah, players. Yeah, so yeah. all four fans will be sitting there going, you beauty, finally some, uh, just some really good experience. Just on Showmakers, just on yeah. Showmakers yeah, he does kick it well. I think the time he spent down back, he learned so much how yeah. to use his body. And then when he was out of the team in the premiership year he came in, he... <laughs> He's using his body beautifully as a forward, so yep. I think he's more a natural forward. So I think that's where he's going to make his impact. I think if you look at the Hawks, though, the, the, for me, I mean, we talked a lot about their game style, but I, I think if they don't get back to really hard tackling around the contest, that's that's the thing if I'm Clarko, because I know that they haven't been traditionally over the last four or five years a great contested ball-winning team, etc., etc. But quite damning this footage. Yeah, it is, it? isn't it? Like when they, it, it's just you can see there. I don't want to say lack of intent because I don't think any player goes out not to intentionally sort of run or whatever. But there's a difference between going 100% absolutely flat out and you know, 80 to 90 thicker. Yeah, and you're 100% right, Rosie. Hawthorne never allow overlap run. Mm. No. And that play there, overlap, overlap, overlap. And two of their hardest workers as well, Langford being one yeah, and yeah. Hartung being, being the other one yeah. who are considered... You know, elite workers usually both ways. And we talked about um, off the subject a little bit, but the GWS, you know, how they pressure and you know, have they got a really good pressure? Hawthorne were ex- exceptionally well yep. uh, experienced in pressure. Like they would send one at the carrier, one at the receiver, and I think they've gone away from that a little bit. So they have dropped off considering that vision, as you said. Well, I, I just think last quarter against the Suns had 39 tackles, and they well they kicked five five or six goals in the last quarter. Really nearly got back and won the game. So it's not rocket science if you if you Clark. I'm, you know, I don't need to tell him because he's a fantastic coach. But I'm sure that's an area they'd be saying right. We've got some experience back. You know we really need to get after. We really need to hunt because if they give. The Crows' time and space. I mean, mm. we've seen the Crows this year with time and space. My God. So know. the Crows also, yeah. young Jake Livers, timed his uh, new contract <laughs> <laughs> negotiations beautifully, uh, hasn't he? Well played. Well, let's move on to the Western Bulldogs and North Melbourne. Uh, Lynn Jong, terribly unfortunate mm. once again. Yeah. But Bob Murphy's up for a test. Is he? Well, you know everything. I don't know. No, you do so. I've got no you got, idea. You got a text. Did no you? idea. No, you Where's your phone? Text. You were on it before. <laughs> no, I've got actually got absolutely no idea where where Murphy's at. It is a shame for for Lin Jong, of course, uh, going out with a, with another. But that's what they're battling at the moment. They're yeah. battling inconsistencies with form. They're making a lot of changes on a regular basis. The Western Bulldogs. Some are forced through through injury, but there are a lot as well through, uh, through omission. Last yep. year, and I know not every, we shouldn't hark back just to those four weeks, but that's what they were. They had the best exit by hand, out of scrimmage, stoppage, whatever yeah. you want to call it, yep. that I think I've ever seen. Competition, game-high uh, expectations for the way they got out of their, their tight positions in the centre of the ground, they couldn't miss. Well, yet, it's, now they're... well, it's so hard to get the ball back off them, Doom. You're absolutely right. And, and watching the game last week between Melbourne and the Dogs live, it was almost the opposite. It was sort of like... Uh, Melbourne were outstanding at their pressure, but a lot of unpressured... Fumbles, unpressured poor kicks, unpressured poor handballs. Yep. Yeah, that, that was the thing that sort of struck me because I thought they were hard enough to dogs. I thought the intent around the ball was really good, but their connection on the outside, John, was really poor. Well, it is, and I think their structure at times around stoppage and defensively hasn't been what it was last year. And, and it's highlighted with a passage here where you've got 
you've got Petrarca who's sitting up the middle. You've got yep. Hunter versus Melchin. Hunter needs to actually get on the inside. Bulldogs, Bulldogs have always, yeah. over the last 12 months, protected inside. Or they've pushed Hunter up to Petrarca. And Eastern Wood, who's the spare there, has come up to make even numbers. So that's a, that's a concern for me because you watch what happens here when they don't win the ball in this part here and Melbourne get out and they get out corridor. There's Melchin. Hunter goes straight back instead of coming up to defend. Now, whether he relied on Suckling to come up and he was going over to Harms. That's just where that cohesive work from the number one structurally, but secondly, that cohesive work you, with each yeah. other is just not there. So he, uh, on that attacking side, should the bloke who is in theory the winger on the other side be the last man out of that stoppage? Should he be guarding that exit yeah, there? Yeah, generally speaking, I mean, that, that was the thing that probably struck me, John. It was just the... Bulldogs have been so well organised. Like so, that exit wouldn't have happened last year yeah, because right. of that reason. Yeah. They wouldn't have even got out of that stoppage without a tackle. Well, there might have been. An, an, Melbourne might have had to give one or two extra handballs to midfielders joining in. That connection from the opposition just wasn't there last year. That's why they were so hard to play against. And I don't so think they there's want a number Hunter of problems with that, that position. Mm. Ideally, yeah. I think they'd, they'd like him to yeah. come up and yeah. be around the ball because he's actually pretty good yeah. in that area. Had a good year like that, not sitting back. Well, they generally don't have guys that. running back that way, do they? No, They're, no. Very good come forward defence. That's, mm. that's been their biggest strength. Come forward, put pressure on, and and rely on dump kicks. That's when Eastern Wood gets across and, and helps so out. So North will get looks, and yep. that's and that's what they'll sit there and go. We're a chance to get some looks here. If we can make them fumble and we can we can put good pressure around the ball, that will give yeah, North key forwards some serious looks at uh, at scoring heavily. And their forward line, forward half, has lost their confidence. So mm. that bit of vision there, when they do go lateral, like you said, they withstood pressure like any team last year or better. When their forwards are indecisive and they can't quite pick that they're going to be predictable and win that like they did last year, that's when their forwards break down. So when they do win it, it's like, oh, it's out. And uh, I just think they're not nailing their structure at the moment. Yeah, and, and as I said before, what Melbourne did really well was get back inside their forward 50. The dogs couldn't do that. Mm. The dogs couldn't really even up the numbers in their forward half. So they'll need to do that this week against Melbourne because Melbourne may have a, a Thompson sitting back, yep. a Tarrant sitting back. Mm. Yeah, they, they really well, that, defend the They've played the their best 50. football like that, haven't they? When they've exactly. got the plus one, yep. North Melbourne, they become a very yeah. attacking team. So, I mean, when things are going wrong, you just don't score. You don't kick enough to, mm. to yeah. win the game. Why can't they kick a score? I think it's for multiple reasons. You know, I, you know, we, I, I felt this, their pressure around the contest was still good, but it's nowhere near what it was in no. the final four weeks. I mean, they were re relentless about getting across to the to the football, which meant Derm forward, back, mid. They were outnumbering, you know, the best teams in the competition for that last month, all over the field. Mm. At the moment, they can't really outnumber the opposition anywhere on the field. So it affects your ability to defend. It affects your ability to score. Um, I think, I don't know, do their forwards need to maybe just stay getting, a little bit just not deeper? The, they're just not getting the looks they did last no, year. No, so, they're you know, Pick and Stringer, Dixon, there's, there's a number of... Dunkley's not playing. There's a number of guys that just had brilliant years last year that unfortunately just aren't getting the looks in front of, in front of goal. And so far this season. Got 15 seconds oh, before just, we throw As honest as he is, Luke Beveridge, in a conference, he says we've got to find our mojo, the intensity. Yeah. So mm. that firstly will ignite a lot of that other stuff. Well, that's it for us, uh, guys. Thank you once again. We'll see you... Thursday next week.